Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Creed Podcast. We're talking about motivation, experiences, and we explore the world around us. We are the Thomas Brothers, and I'm Jared. And I'm Ethan. And the credo that we'll be talking about today is authenticity. Um, is it? Uh, we're going to kind of go through some different reasons why it's important to be authentic, maybe share some stories of people that were authentic, some quotes, uh, or maybe some people that weren't authentic and kind of the detriment that it potentially had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about why we feel it's important to add some authenticity into your personal creed and how it can uh, help probably change your life and and even maybe those around you as well. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Most valuable commodity I know of is information. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. You're not the devil. You're practice. So authenticity is, I think, something that's garnering a lot of, in our more modern era, a lot of people are, are this is getting a lot more awareness, I guess you could say. And I think that there's a lot of fakeness out there, or, or people project this uh, this self that sometimes is, n- is not genuine. And I, and I think that it's really easy sometimes to see through that. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's really hard. Like a, sometimes narcissists can really mask uh, their crazy insides by being really charming and outgoing. But being authentic is, is such a critical thing. And the reason why that is, and I think this is something that absolutely should add to your, your creed, um, as I heard a quote, it was like, whatever you hook them with is what you're stuck with. So like, the person that you are, if you if if you're if you're trying to like get someone's attention, you're acting like some kind of crazy person, or you're acting like someone who's not yourself. That's what they're going to expect you to continue to be. So just be yourself. Uh, I love that, I love this one definition. It says authenticity is the to, is the degree to which your actions are congruent with your values and desires, despite external pressures uh, to socially conform. Uh, and so it's when you're the way that you act is congruent with your values and your desires, which is right along with our our mantra here with having that creed. So you're that creed that you have is your values and your desires, and the way that you act should be a reflection of your personal creed. That's what we're all about. Uh, and this is kind of where the rubber meets the road, where your creed meets the road of your actions, and then which yeah. is that builds that character, right? For sure, and. And what feels like is the complete opposite of what we see in social media today. Yeah. It's like in some cases, yeah. And, and 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 I do feel like it's I do feel like it's transitioning a little bit more. I feel like kind of the the heyday of social media was um was maybe a little less authentic, but I almost feel like authenticity is something that's kind of becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, people are, are showing, you know, the, the picture with and without the filters. 
Yeah. Right. Instead of just the picture of the filters and you're like, oh man, that person's, you know, that, that girl's so beautiful. I can never be beautiful as her, but you know, little do you know, she used this, you know, filter that makes her, you know, changes all her features and makes her look freaking amazing without a, yeah. a, a, a blemish at all. And then she showed like, you know, but I think nowadays it's a lot more acceptable to be like, oh, but this is the before and this is the after. Yeah. Um, and so I think people are kind of catching on a little bit uh, to that. And so social media was one thing that that kind of had jumped out at me. Oh yeah. Um and uh I, I kind of attributed and I was gonna talk about this at the end, but I think I'll talk about it now. Okay. Um I do, you know, a lot of I watch a lot of videos, uh like uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that around um kind of people in the health industry and, and I've always really kind of been interested in bodybuilding and all sort of kind of stuff. And, and th- there's this one YouTuber it's probably popular within the past several years, but he, he's kind of started a trend where he, he's a, he's a really big guy, really buff guy. And, and he uh, goes around at these different like bodybuilding shows or conventions or whatever else. And he'll go to people that are just like, obviously huge and, and, and what you would think would be uh, on steroids. And he talks to him for a couple minutes or whatever he's filming it. And then he goes, okay, well, here's the question, right? Are you natty? Or are you not? So he's, he's asked, you know, are you natural? Are you mm-hmm. a natural bodybuilder or are you not? Do you take steroids to enhance your performance and your muscles? And it's almost gotten to the point now. And he's so well known in the industry where people are like, ah, I knew that question was coming. Right. And a lot more people are kind of open with with this question now. Yeah. And they say, yeah, I'm, I'm not natural. No, I'm not natural, you know. And a lot of times they'll follow it up with kind of, you know, why they went from being natural to not natural. Or sometimes they'll say, you know, he'll say, do you should, you know, do you think that other people should do this, too? And they'll say, well, I don't think you should do it unless you're at this and this and this and this point or you know, they kind of maybe more open about it. it. Reminds me of you know who Rich Piana is. I don't so, so Rich Piana is this guy. He's a bodybuilder guy. Um, he owned a brand I think called it was called Five Percenters or something like that. And uh, he was just massively huge. And he was very open about all of his steroid use and HGH and and all this different kind of stuff. And he basically built this whole persona of being purely authentic. It was kind of like you said, it's like, you know, a lot of these guys, they build this persona of, you know, and then they just have to keep that up. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it reminds me of, there's another guy. The named, liver King uh, did. That's what liver King did. He, he built this yeah, whole thing. 100%. On eating eating he liver. This persona, He's like, oh, look how healthy I am. Natural. I get this oh, by yeah. eating, you know, frog testicles raw, or whatever. Raw liver. And, and then he's like taking what, like 10, there's like $20,000. How much was it? Like a month? Oh yeah. It was, it was like, it was like t- 10 grand a month in, in, uh, performance enhancing drugs and steroids that's and the definition kind of, of so, unauthentic i mean 100 who's gonna uh, fo- who's th- gonna follow that kind of guy you know what i mean yeah yeah but this rich piana guy he's a bodybuilder or whatever and he's always been purely authentic this is what i'm taking this is the doses this is whatever like this is and, and he was even say like don't do it this way don't do it that way and he would give like i mean a lot of advice of this is the the, the bad parts of it and this is whatever so uh, I always appreciated his authenticity. Now he died. Um, at, and his and his <laughs> was he the uh, one 40s, that, was he the one that's like, oh yeah, I got I just got the booster shot. And he's he had like four or five. 
I don't know. Oh no, that was the know. other guy. That was the other guy. The the one that had like that one thing on his chest. He was really famous for doing like the thing where he could. He would put his arms out and he would move his fingers and you could see every single fiber in his chest. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like super cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had like some kind um, of like I can't remember that body guy's fat name, thing. But, yeah. but he's the one that was like, Oh yeah, I've got three shots and four boosters, and then he he died. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, which he's on he felt steroids. That, which which he said on a podcast that he regretted doing. He was like, I super felt pressured into doing it, but yeah. I just did it just because everyone else was doing it. Yeah. But regardless of that, there's one other guy. His name's uh, Mike O'Hearn, and he is. And we'll, I'll put pictures up of some of these guys um, in on on YouTube if you want to go uh, see him as we're talking about him. But um, Mike O'Hearn is this guy who's just freaking massive. I mean, there's like no human way that he could not be on steroids. But he and he's like in his fifties, and he is huge and ripped, and he stays that way year round. And, um, his whole thing is I'm natural, 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 natural. And nobody freaking believes that this guy's natural, but that, that's like just the, his... like the rock, right? The rock claims to be oh, natural yeah, for sure. But that's his thing. He's natural. 100% natural, you know, just meat and potatoes, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, there's no freaking way. And so, you know, it just seems, I don't know. It's, it's just not, not authentic. And, it's like when uh, a politician tells you that they're not corrupt and you you know they are. <laughs> oh, for, for real. And I think what it does, too, is not being authentic gives a false sense of hope to those around you. Yeah. Like that guy who's saying, I'm all natural. You know, I got this body like this just by, you know, spending hours in the gym. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can get a good body by spending hours in the gym, but you're not going to get that body. And so it sets this like false hope of 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 trust, of capabilities. And and I the, the other story I had kind of goes along with that, uh, that I'll share in a in a couple of minutes. But that's just something a couple of my my thoughts on authenticity yeah. and social media. I think it has it, it boils down to vulnerability. Without vulnerability, authenticity becomes impossible. And I think that you'll you'll see that um with, with with everything, if people are trying to put on this persona that they're just better than everybody else, or that oh I don't need drugs to do this, but they really are taking drugs, or or a myriad of other things, uh, authenticity and being genuine with people comes from vulnerability. It doesn't mean you have to be weak, but vo- when you show that you have uh, that you're human and you, you express this vulnerability, then people actually gravitate more towards you because they say hey this guy's someone i can trust uh, this is someone who admits he's not perfect i mean who wants to be like with someone or, or work with someone who's like i'm perfect i never make mistakes yeah right man give me a break you know so yeah. being authentic and just saying hey this is this is what i am this is i'm not perfect but these are my cities are some of my strengths and i'm always open to open to hearing new opinions or new ideas uh, so there's an example that a story that I wanted to tell uh, that kind of expresses a little bit of the sentiment of this authenticity. Uh, there's a great story about Winston Churchill uh, when he met with a flight sergeant who was being honored for bravery during World War II. The sergeant had the courage to climb out onto the wing of his bomber plane at 13,000 feet to extinguish a fire in the starboard engine. Uh, but when he met Winston Churchill in person, uh, he got really nervous. He became scared. He became tongue-tied. Churchill noticed this, and he said to him, You must feel very humble and awkward in my presence. 
And the flight sergeant agreed. And then Churchill said, then you can imagine how humble and awkward I feel in yours. Uh, So kind of a, a cool story how he's just being authentic. He's like realizing this situation. He's like, hey, yeah, I know. You know, you probably feel nervous around me, but I actually feel nervous around you uh, because you're this war hero that did something that's just amazing. And I'm just a politician, you know. So I think that's yeah. kind of cool. And it's like really just basism in, in this authentic way uh, that uh, is really relatable. And it it just pe- it just attracts people and draws people in when you become that authentic. Now, I will warn that I know that Trevor Winston Churchill was a politician and oftentimes politicians will try to do this. So might be something to work out. There's there's fake authenticity. Like when Joe Biden was saying, oh, yeah, to, and the, to the people whose houses got burned down by in Maui. And he's like, one time my house burned down and I was there watching the firefighters put it out. And it's like, dude, your house didn't almost burn down. It was a small kitchen fire and you were in D.C. Like he, he, he like makes up these stories to try to be authentic but they're all fake. And so to try to relate to people that backfires. I mean, or, or he makes up what colleges he went to, or he makes up. Well, I wouldn't say any of it backfires because it never gets any traction. It's all freaking lies, but it never gets traction. But yeah, well, whatever. I think in their, but I agree, but I agree with you about the authenticity part. So, It'll come back to bite him sometime. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't look, it, I mean, it just, it's not genuine and people will notice that. And that's not the kind of person that you want to be. Yeah. One of the one of the first things when I thought authenticity, and I'm I'm going to kind of stay on this theme of uh, of maybe sports and health and fitness and and stuff like that. But one of the first things that came to me, the first stories uh, for authenticity, is uh, Lance Armstrong. It was just like you know he. For those of you who don't know, Lance Armstrong is a is an American professional cyclist. Um, he had tons of awesome achievements in the sport of cycling and he had testicular cancer as well. And so he fought that, um, during this process, but he won the tour de France race, which is like the biggest cycling race in the world, I guess, uh, seven consecutive times, uh, which is crazy. And for years, Armstrong just, he, denied any allegations that he was using performance enhancing drugs to gain some sort of unfair advantage. He uh, maintained this in interviews and he went through legal battles and defamation battles. And he even swore under oath that he has never taken any of these uh, drugs or anything else. Um, And he attacked anyone like, hardcore he went after them if they accused him of doping and that's other cyclists or journalists journalists or officials in the sport he would attack them and and try to destroy their career if they said that he was uh doping or he was taking uh performance enhancing drugs and so i mean that was years and years and years so in 2012 eventually the lies began to unravel and it came out that what he was taking performance enhancing drugs. He was on steroids and other PEDs that were assisting him to 
recover quicker, to become stronger, to have better endurance, to, you know, one, two, three, and ABC. Um, so they ended up stripping him of all seven of his Tour de France titles. They banned him from professional cycling for life. And um, they... I guess like the, 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 the point at which all this broke was during this Oprah Winfrey interview in 2013, where he admitted, you know, live that he was, uh, uh, that he admitted to doping and all this different kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. It just seemed like, you remember those like live strong bracelets oh, and yeah. like all this other kind of stuff. And it was like, you know, everything was Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong. He was on the cover of every magazine and every commercial and, and everything else. And, and it just, it's so disappointing. And to be completely honest, I don't care that he's doping or not. I mean, I don't understand why they don't just, we were in second at uh, the tour de France. Uh, well, seven I'm just years saying, I'm just saying for, <laughs> for me, for, for me, I don't understand why they even put regulations on it at all. Just let, let anyone who wants to dope dope. And if you, if you, I don't know if you can hang, then you can hang. I don't know. But whatever, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, but it just, it, it seemed authentic at the time. You know, oh, this is me and this is, you know, everything else in my life. And, and there, but really it was all a freaking lie. And it was all a deception that was just really led to a couple different things for him. Yes, like severe personal and professional negative consequences and tarnished reputation. And he had legal repercussions and fines he had to pay and loss of public trust. But I mean, screw all that stuff. He deserved all that stuff that he got. I, I kind of go back with what you were saying. What about all those guys that came in second and that didn't win? Yeah. And you know, all of the, still the publicity and the fame that he got from, you know, how much do you think Oprah Winfrey paid him to come on to say, yeah, I was doping and be the first person to break that. I bet you she paid him millions of dollars yeah. to come do that. Yeah. So it's just not, that's not authentic. Um, That's not genuine. It's just, you, you literally have built your life around this entire lie and you try to go to the grave with it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, the last thing that I had on being authentic was just some of the important reasons why it is important to be authentic. And it would have to get into all you know these in depth, but one was it builds genuine relationships because authenticity fosters genuine connections with others and trust, uh, self-respect. How do you think? I mean, how do you think Lance Armstrong felt whenever he was you know went to bed at night? Do you think he battled with his internal self to say like I am literally lying about everything in my life? I mean. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he looked over at the wall and saw all of his trophies and was like, "Yeah, eh, it's not that big a deal." Or maybe, it, yeah, I think, maybe I think, it ate I think him that up. was his mentality because I, th- yeah. I remember or him maybe like it tweeting ate him up. I don't something. know. I remember him like somebody talking about like doping or something like that, and someone was like dogging on him, and he just like tweeted out like a a picture of all of his trophies on the wall. And that was it. Yeah, and, and so I think yeah, that's his mentality, but. Shame. So maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think it. Uh, you know, it can affect your self respect, and maybe not for him, but for other people. If you're not authentic, uh, your emotional well being, it can just it can weigh on you if you're trying to be somebody you're not. Mm-hmm. It can affect your confidence, honesty, and trust from others. Um, 
and uh, just your your overall personal growth. So I think it's I think it's important to be authentic, right? Don't be so authentic to the point of I think it can go to an extreme, and uh, I, I, don't, I gotta be careful saying this, but I think it can potentially lead to us showing signs of weakness if you're too authentic, right? I think some things can be should be maybe well, I think kept you have to remember, personally. Yeah, I think, but you have to remember like being authentic means acting in a way that's congruent with your values. So yeah. If you if, if if you value something and that's an attribute that you value, then show then being acting in a way that's congruent with that, that's not weakness. I guess I was kind of comparing it to how you had said it's kind of kin to vulnerability a little bit. Well, you have to be vulnerable in a way um, to be authentic. Uh, yeah, like because, um, yeah, I, I I agree. I see what you're saying with that. So, sometimes it's good to pump the brakes a little bit, um, but you can be, you can and not and not give away the whole tea. But yeah, sometimes it's just like I, I mean, I can't authentically share my opinion on every single thing that happens at work because I would probably get fired, you know? Why not? It's like, you know what I think of that? I think this is absolute, you know, so. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to choose your battles. <laughs> that's Which well, is one of my virtues. I think that uh, that's discernment is one of my virtues. So I think there that. There you go. <laughs> my authentic to the, the virtue of discernment where <laughs> it's, all, it's uh, you have to choose uh, all the, the, the items to really uh, stand up for or you have to kind of let just some stuff just roll off your back because you can't be putting up battles for every every single little thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think in general it's good. I think uh being authentic can can even it can build confidence in your own life, but I think it could also inspire others. And I think that's a, an important reason why Jared and myself are going to apply some authenticity to. Uh, I feel like we're pretty authentic on the podcast. I um, think so. Yeah, I, I don't think we have. There's no illusion that we're perfect, but there. I think we're authentic in the, in the sense that we want to build these attributes. Yep. We want to further improve ourselves, and, you know, we, that's that's what we are. We're pretty open. I mean, we uh, we want. I, I want to reflect. I want my actions to reflect the things that I value. And sometimes I fall short of that. Sometimes I, I hit it right on. So nail it. Yeah. Just well, well being being authentic is is very important to your own personal creed. Hopefully, you can take some of the things, some of the stories, and and uh, ideas that we've talked about today, and apply them to uh, your own personal creed, and become better and better every day. So, hopefully, you can you can do that and build your creed with us. Let's do it. Mm-hmm.